all, all we have all kinds of woodland creatures in, that live in my garage. I'm being large festive. woodland creatures. Yes, that is very fast. But large or like you know, fantasy Middle Earth. No, 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 no. I'm talking about deers. I'm gonna <laughs> go with like I'm gonna go with like an orc. You know, maybe a hobbit. Oh, an orc. I was thinking bears. That's all. No, that was the old place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Oh, no, he means he means really hairy gay people. Don't don't be elitist, Jeff. Oh, be nice. We don't That's true. Shame. They can do right. better than his garage. Sorry, I'm having trouble finding the song here. Check it off your bingo Even cards. Even the squirrels friends. can do better than Jeff's garage. Friends. Although there are many nooks and crannies in which to hide acorns. So don't get caught in it though. No, but fun. then they're all like then they're all like, you know, contaminated with, you know, spray paint and engine cleaner. It's it's all fuel these days. Nasty fuel. <laughs> or uh PB blast. Weasel pissed. That's, that's what I was looking right. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. All right. Chrissy is festive. I'm very jealous. I might have to go a little festive myself here. Welcome to Festive everyone racers a show designed for the world of low dollar racing and oddball car culture it doesn't matter what kind of lemma champ or lucky track dog league you run scca or nasa we won't discriminate as long as you drive it hard and built it yourself join us each week for tech discussion tips tricks news and notes of the world of amateur endurance racing and whether it's on the spot hella sweet or we're lucky enough and chrissy gives us just a tip we're sure you'll giggle a little and learn even less Everybody, report to the paddock. This is Chris. This is Chrissy. I'm Jeff. And I'm Mental. Thanks for coming back and listening to another Merry Christmas episode of our podcast. Yes, it's, it's episode 170, and we're recording it on Christmas Eve. 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 Christmas Eve Eve. Right. Um, so also, the Festival of Lights ended this past Friday, so a belated happy Hanukkah to our Jewish listeners. Happy My dogs Christmas. are Jewish. Oh, yeah. There you go. They grew up in a uh, Jewish household. Mazel tov. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's a completely different holiday. But um, happy Kwanzaa starting this Saturday. Uh, Monday was the shortest day of the year. So for our Wiccan listeners, happy winter solstice. And finally, we wish everyone a happy Festivus. No worries. As for the airing of grievances, I got a lot of problems with you people, and later you're going to hear about it. But for a feat of strength, go ahead and get that E1R bingo card and see if you can get bingo if you're not driving a car. You probably already got at least one, if not two spots. So you best open that. Chrissy flexing the feet of strength. All right. right. Mm -hmm. So speaking of things that we're all annoyed about, or at least I'm angry about, what you working on, Jeff? Wow. I thought you were going to go right into good son of a bitches. (laughs) I guess I'll go. Uh, uh, Today, just today, because I took the day off. Uh, I did the put in the headlights and the headlight mounting thingy. Header panel. The, thank you, header panel. In the 2002 one, whatever it was, Oldsmobile All Aero. And sold it and sent it out the door. That's Yay. right. Yay! Somebody sold a car. Put, is that still on the. I don't know if it's still oh on the. Oh my gosh! Thing or not. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> is no that on the, sold the car bingo so card long. it's been a long time uh, so long. yeah so 950 bucks after 400 uh, thousand i i wanted 500 plus my parts cost so right. the parts cost were 450 so there it is 950 and it's off to the teenager across town who's josh's 
friend's older sister and they are literally like hiding it in the neighborhood and they're going to have a oh my like, gosh. like a like a treasure hunt and they're going to go from hunt to hunt to hunt and the pro the all of their presents are going to be in the trunk I don't know <laughs> if this like, is good or is bad. My <laughs> is my present behind grandma's car? Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. What is this car doing here? Where well, they go from like they, they get little <laughs> things wow. along the way and then yeah, they yeah, get yeah. the like, last one right before the car. Is, is she the actually car gonna key. be excited about an this? An Oldsmobile keychain? Why do I want an Oldsmobile keychain? That's an ugly know. car. Wait, no, 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 let's be real. What's an Oldsmobile? Is True. the present under yeah. this gross thing? shitty car, right? Oh, somebody it's, put it's, a crappy old car where you guys have my presents. It, it actually looks pretty nice these days. I'm uh, sure so it does. It's it's we polish that turd like you wouldn't believe. Most uh, importantly, does the stereo work and is there an auxiliary plug? No auxiliary plug. We we no, are expecting. No, does it have a tape player? Tape? Oh, I don't remember. That's a tape player. Like which means, yeah, player. If you have a tape player, you have an auxiliary plug. Yes, obviously. you do. Yeah. Well, uh, if you don't have one of the last three generations of iPhones. Unless you get like the the dangle, the dongle, the, the adapter. Uh, we call it a weenie bit. Just saying. Yeah, the weenie bit. Yeah. So yeah. it is the 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 parents of said teenager says fifty fifty. It's either oh, I got I got a car or it's gonna be the. F- this is terrible. I hate the color. Yes, I hate the yes, thing, I, I believe I so, agree. And they said there is no middle ground. There is no like oh good I got a car. They said it's either gonna be like. I hate this or I love this. And I said, well, what are you going to do? And the dad said, don't care. <laughs> yeah. I and, said, well, do you want to see it? He said, don't care. And upside, uh, you know, since you did all that safety stuff, because it's your son's friend's older sister, strong possibility. Josh is going to end up riding in this thing at least once. Yeah, I it won't last that long. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, anyway we don't have to go into that i also did tree and lights and some other things around the house and i i chrissy i'm very jealous of your lights and i've been clicking now for a minute i can't figure so out how to do it, it. all it said just it's in the filters and then you say mine said do we want to download them and i said yes and it took me uh-huh. third, 10 five seconds and then i have lights wow excellent if you're watching uh, on youtube you see fun things look at that video filters chris what are you working on while i pick a filter I finished the fireplace project. That took a long time. It's beautiful. That's about it. It is very nice. You, Chrissy, you can show how it actually turned out. You know, you're right there. But these are like the first people that are going to see it if you're watching on YouTube. Because it's actually done tonight. Tonight I finally finished it. Very nice. Yep. Very nice. This is the only filter I can find, Chrissy. Scroll up. I have no filters. Neither do I. I don't now have anything do. that says download filters. No, I, yeah, I don't have any filters. I have virtual background, which I can't run because I'm on a Mac. Oh, well, that's <laughs> I can run it. I can run it on the Mac, but I have slightly better internet. Go, go, which... go COVID. Okay, he's found anyway. them though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I found the uh, filters. So on the subject of uh, better internet, Metal, what have you been doing? Oh <laughs> no. Uh, you skip Chrissy. Oh. Well, I figured I usually like to go to not her after me, but let's go with Chrissy because I know it. <laughs> sure. What'd you do, honey? I made lots do? and lots of cookies. Oh, look at my background. Cookies. Wow. So many cookies. Uh, it was pretty great. We had a good time. And um, 
usually have help. We usually have a family friend that comes over and they have kids, kids. Oh, they're not kids. They're like college and stuff. Um, but we didn't have that this year, obviously. Uh, they came out okay. I think we did a pretty good job. And I'm tired of cookies. But I did lots of wrapping. All of the Christmas wrapping is done and ready for Christmas. So that's it. Mental, please tell us your story. Uh, so the pool is almost drained. Still got like this. How m- long does it take to get this pool drained? Several uh, weeks, apparently. Yes. And, and part of that is we initially started draining it uh, into the street because we're, you know, we talked about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Vicky has been draining it into the yard. She literally has an alarm on her phone and every hour she goes out and moves the hose so it doesn't <laughs> flood our yard. So is everything <laughs> flooded? The little pieces are flooded or no, everything's okay? No, no, Only it, short term. Yeah, not, not even that. It's, it's sand here. So, you know, it's all getting absorbed. Oh, good, 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 good. Uh, but yes, apparently it takes like, you know, two weeks to work on that. But it's it's down to the last, um, I'd say it's probably about a foot deep just to the, the far end of that. Sunday, met with Slider. We had it. a planning. No. <laughs> we had a uh, planning pre-production meeting about our long delayed Star Wars podcast. So hopefully we'll get that kicked off for the first of the year. And he is, uh, Jeff, he's wondering why you haven't texted him. You know, you've got his number in your phone. I, I think I might have <laughs> deleted it, actually. <laughs> slider like, right he, yeah, slider? yeah yeah he, anybody that like, wasn't like i am a real name. i'm a, i am a real person so yeah uh, i know he's a real person that's not his real name that's the key <laughs> so uh after an extended text conversation uh not texting on my phone but chat rather on with cox internet because oh your internet's bad let's not have a contact phone number let's only be able to do this online no awesome. seriously they don't give you a number at all no would you like to chat and you've got to chat with a robot for like five minutes before you can get an actual friggin' person because cox communications wow. literally they're like oh god you know can we just hit the customers in the head with a hammer no you're not allowed to do that oh what's the next best thing so um i was able to schedule a visit from our internet provider uh and i use that term very loosely Uh, so a third-party contractor literally doesn't is not an employee of cox just a third-party person comes out and after the highly technical diagnosis of it's probably your router replaces our router so now my potentially 900 gigabytes uh, internet is up to almost 84 megabits per second. So oh. way to go, Cox Communications. You suck. By the way, I'd like to mention I have Sanjeev, who I've never met. I have Skins. But you did pronounce it correctly. Of so course. Good on you. I have Skins. Yeah. I have Summer with an O, and I have Stampy, but I do not have Slider. Summer is actually her real name. She works in my office and uh, uh, yeah, Skins. Not this is really so weird. <laughs> ever, I, do we even know what show it was? Everyone, right? No, I don't know. Ago. I'm not even going to try and find it. For and, some and Stampy, reason, you know Stampy. He's I, on the, the GRM forums. Sure. For some reason, all of Mental's contacts have infected my phone. It's so weird. <laughs> Whatever Jeff's phones have, they're, they are attract social diseases your phone gave <laughs> mine a social disease once it's because they were both sitting on a table in the rain it's not one your goat phone. yep one goat and you're a goat, one goat. never mind <sighs> well mental if i could get you anything for christmas i would get you better internet. you know i'm ready to make a um what do you call that a uh petition go fund me 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a question of money. It's a question of availability. I, as I was sitting there having a chat conversation with the, the customer service person, I'm Googling literally what are my options. And right now I think uh, it, to my specific street, uh, it's via sat. So I can get 1200 baud dial up over a satellite. And we also don't have, which an, an given option, my speeds so might be better. Well, yeah. 5g understood. Is- May be, I mean, Las Vegas, maybe you get 5G soon, yeah. right? Yeah. And then there's Starlink, but that's more northern U.S. It take a while to get down to your latitudes. Bummer. No, or like, yeah, but, you know, go 5G and then just use my phone as a hotspot. Did, didn't you used to have yeah. fiber? Yeah. In Georgia, absolutely. Oh, in Georgia, you had fiber. You never yeah. had fiber. Yeah, yeah. No. No. All right. No, they don't need fast internet in Las Vegas. They don't do anything that needs uh, Except for a, a very successful podcast. And not to make fun of the one host. And big convention centers and stuff. All right. So after his tragic handbike incident, and this guy has had so many generally tragic incidents, uh, 54-year-old race driver and Paralympic athlete Alex Zanardi, who also had a special edition 99NSX with his name on it, uh, he's showing strong signs of recovery. Michael Taylor writes in Forbes that after five brain surgeries, Zanardi oh, has recovered. My yeah. God. I didn't know he, he had a hand bike incident. We yeah. covered it in news and notes did I? on this show. Yeah. yeah, we did. I don't yeah. listen all the time. I mean, this poor guy, he is, he's, if there's something to crash, he's crashed at this point, and it's crashed badly. Um, anyway, after all these brain surgeries, he's got his hearing and sight back. He's able to respond with head movements to questions from doctors and his wife, Daniela. Daniela doctors confirmed that he was able to shake hands on demand and raise his thumb to signal okay, and also oh. turn his head towards Daniela. So uh, not everything in 2020 sucks. He's getting better. In the words of Zanardi himself, I see the human being as an incredible machine, totally undiscovered in many ways. Every one of us has a hidden tank of energy that comes out when it's needed. He's been drawn to that tank for a long time now, this poor guy. Yeah. Ooh, what a mess. Yeah. Good things, but still a mess. Yeah. Let's do some F1 news now that we can't watch any more races because they're <laughs> uh, let's just talk about what's going to happen next year. So it's been an interesting year. Our buddy Steph Schrader writes that Sergio Perez che- uh, Checo is a uh, secured Red Bull seat for 21, 20, uh, 2021, excuse me, F1 season. We're not surprised by this at all. His previous ra- racing team, Racing Point, announced that Sebastian Vettel will be right, racing with them next year, and they are going to be the Aston 1 F1 racing team. Uh, the second seat is going to Lance Stroll. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I missed the line. Uh, announced uh, Sebastian Vettel is going to be racing with them, and uh, they're going to be on the Aston 1 racing team. Second seat will be going to Lance Stroll. No uh, because of his totally because of his father, Lawrence uh, owns both the team and all of just about all of Aston Martin. I Betty had no Warhol. idea he owned a bunch of Aston Martin. Oh, all he of did it. this all fairly recently to make this all happen. And there's so, so much. There's yeah. awesome graphs of Perez and Stroll and how much Perez is just like so much better. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Stroll like did a little bit and like didn't fail all the time and like one close to one race. Uh, but Perez is just so much better. So anyway, uh, he's going to be, he finished for fourth in the driver's standings this year and be team with Max Verstappen. It's going to be really awesome. We'll see. And I'm torn because I love Perez, but they're going to be challenging Mercedes and well, I, <laughs> Obviously, I like Mercedes. I I don't know if I mentioned this on the show, but I'm definitely a Verstappen fan at this point. Good. Yeah. 
right. cheeky bastard. This isn't news in the traditional sense, but our friend Chris Tunn has written one of the most compelling stories I've seen in a while. Uh, so head over to Haggerty. There's a link in our show notes. And it is his telling of a 1988 24-hour endurance attempt involving a pair of Yugos, a Zora Arcus Duntoff. Yes, that Zora. Of really? Corvette. I and had no yes, idea. No one did. To go read Talladega. Talladega Super Speedway and some really clever modifications, a lot of which have bearing on our hobby. Uh, Tom was in the GM archives researching a different story, and they gave him a folder full of Zora's personal correspondence. And the story is buried in those letters. So I actually conversed with him a little bit, and he knew what I knew I had something special when he saw this. He remarks that most of the folks involved in this effort from 32 years ago are still around. He even got a quote from Malcolm Bricklin. Yes, that uh, Malcolm Bricklin. I, I knew Bricklin had a lot to do with the Yugos, but I never knew right. Doug Toff did. So he's done this great job of unearthing all these documents. He really weaves a wonderful story, and he does some serious detective work. It is worth the read. Link is in our show notes. And Chris himself promises that there is more to come from this treasure trove that he got of Zora across uh, Zora Arcus Duntoff's personal correspondence. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, this is a awesome. good article. It's worth a read. I'm I'm definitely gonna have to read it now. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so uh, in in other not real news, but news because it's important to us, uh, community news. Uh, I'm sure most people have a family member, or maybe it's you having a hard time this year, and you know we hate to hit people up, but we're gonna do it anyway. Uh, this year has been hard on so many people, but we have a story, sad story from a guy we know. Uh, you guys all remember Mo, who we raced with at Laguna. He is a lucky dog racer. Um, he's a pretty cool guy. He uh, recently retired from his day job. Uh, if you remember, he had named his race team off of his son, who had passed away with cancer. Uh, but he also, we didn't really, you know, we didn't really talk about this, but uh, he runs a camp for children with cancer and he is doing it to support, uh, you know, he got involved because of his son who had passed away. Um, so anyway, so anyway, so he's, it's, it's a mentoring, it's a rec program, healing program, the whole nine yards. And the camp burnt down in the California forest fires. So uh, the, the camp was brought to Lucky Dog. Um, because of Mo's 19-year-old son who had died of cancer. So they would use Lucky Dog as part of their ch race charity, the camp as part of their race charity. So whew, this is a long way to say, if you ever raced Lucky Dog and there was a camp that they were running, maybe see money for, it was our friend Mo's camp. Uh, but anyway, it burnt down. There is a link to support. Uh, they're trying to get uh, $7,500 by December 31st. So if you can give 10 bucks, give 10 bucks. If you give more, give more. Link in the show notes. And uh, what do we decide is the way to pronounce the camp? Okizu? Okizu. Okizu. I'm going to say Okizu. So the big thing is, is why this is timely is that the, there's another racer that's matching these funds. Yes. So if, if they raise $7,500, there's another race team that's going to match those oh, funds. Oh, sorry. So I, I, yes. I, it's I okay. No, it's okay. I read the, I'll read the whole article. Why well, so she I'm, told you to read through it before stop, you stop, went. Stop, 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 you know, stop, 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 I did read through it. I just yeah. didn't, no, no, didn't miss you the did matching it. word. It's all good. No, it's just, uh, it's one of those things like it's such a yes. nice thing. And he's such a nice guy. And yeah, the is. fact that racers are coming together and it, this is one of the charities that Lucky Dog uh, believes in. We love Kathy. We love Lucky Dog. So just consider it. A dollar will help. 
any dollar closer to 7,500, we'll get them that much money. And I just want to say for those of you who might be in California listening to us, it was in, okay, Mike, I, I don't want to mispronounce this, Butte County? Is it Butte? Is it Butte? What is it? County, Northern California fire. We're going to call it Butte. But B U T T E, okay, whatever the county that is. Uh, he said, but yes, Okie Zoo. Uh, and uh, shout out to Justin Stolemeyer and family who are the matching donor donors. Thank you. Okay, fantastic. Wait, 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 we forgot upcoming races. No race results. Do you uh, do you have the notes open, Jeff? Because this is uh, this is this is in the notes. I know. I just wanted to mention it. It's it's why it's grayed out. (sighs) He's making a joke. That was the joke. There are no racing in Uh Be back soon. Anyway, Half Dan texted us a picture of the Duke Cadillac because we all know he has it now, and it was under the snow and had the chandeliers there, and it was in appreciation of the light that you shed. In each of your E1R podcast. Oh. Check it out. Josh's sweater is fantastic, by the way. He was um, running <laughs> man in that earlier. Yeah, he was dancing Hello. today. Yes. Yeah. He was very excited. It was, Last it was funny. As I saw that today and uh, on my Spotify playlist, Groove is in the Heart was playing. So that's what he was dancing to as it came up on my screen. Cute. Hey, hey, on the YouTubes, Jim B said, enjoy seeing the camaraderie you're all sharing your love of cars. Great. So cute. And my only love. Occasionally. My Where's the hate? Occasionally. Uh, I'm sure it's there somewhere. There's yes. Uh, I'm sure we just that's more hate we, mail. We don't stop. <laughs> we don't focus on that. Michael K apologizes for his bad internet interwebs. Wow, it's totally terrible and broken up and no warning from Zoom or my computer. Sorry guys. No problem. Good. We're used to it around. All here. good. All right, yeah. good. I got the hate now. Apparently yeah. we got into a small Twitter war. Which means mental got in a Twitter war with Ike <laughs> from the Untitled Car Show about Mitsubishi and whether it is cool or not. Mental, what did you what did you defend? Mits- were you were you pro or anti Mitsubishi on our really? Twitters? Really? You, you got to ask me that question. I oh, do. God, no, no. <laughs> Mitsubishi is a punchline, has continued to be a punchline, and now they're just a zombie punchline. I agree with zombie. I agree with definitely punchline. Mitsubishi could be cool. No. No. No, no. 1988 to 1995, Mitsubishi was cool. That's when they had the Eclipse. Still, it was good. They had like that Colt Turbo. Yeah. Right? The 3000 GT VR4 was out, and anyone knew how tragic it was to work on and how much it was going to break. The Montero was still like the first gen Montero was cool. cool. Wait, the Montero was cool? Yes. Oh, yeah. No, the Montero is cool now. The Galan VR4. Galan VR4, man. Right. They had some cool stuff. And that was the last time they were cool. They haven't been cool in 25 years. And now they only exist to get people to prove to have 500 credit scores. I like That's the 95 it. Eclipse. That was cool looking. Um, wasn't the Evo cool ever? Yes. Yeah, it uh, broke immediately. Like, I mean, but it was cool. That was like a brief flash of, hey, guys, I'm still cool. Oh. Yeah, they yeah. named it. I, I think the, the, the one garage. that they finally brought to the U.S. I didn't think it was that cool. I thought I thought like the early ones that you couldn't get. Like the I'm going to widen. I'm going to widen the scope a little and say like 82 to 2006. 82 is when they entered rally. 
Oh, six, they were still so far. Like, that's into the, like, third, oh, fourth gen, fourth three. gen eclipse. How about oh, three? No, no, no. The, but the Evo was until oh, six. It just isn't. But it was no. cool to, okay, you're right. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> now, it's not really listener feedback in the traditional sense, but the last week, the USMC race team was profiled on a video on CBS this morning. We've got a link to that in our show notes. And uh, it's a great video highlighting the work that the USMC does. You can follow them on all their social medias at USMC Racing. Great team. Uh, in the B-roll, an extended scene involving the number 350, 350Z of Killer Bossa Racing, um, done up in this really nice donut media. Oh, I saw that. I was like, donut media? They're not running Lemons cars. Right. And one of the producers at Donut Media saw this. And technically, her father saw this and sent her a link. And so she reaches out on the Twitter sphere with a screen capture of the Z and the words, you know, help us find the driver of this car. We need to be friends. And, and we, we found him. We responded. And I actually got a hold of Nick and got the email address. And uh, one of the guys is on Twitter and responded. And uh, we put them all in there. We put a team in contact with Donut Media. And Donut Media is going to talk to them about their car. And uh, for all this, Jeff and I are going to get some pretty sweet donut T-shirts. Awesome. I love Donut Media as if somebody with like 3 million like views needs anything, but I'll post them right there because I think they're cool. And they're giving me a t-shirt. Great. Uh, we should mention the donut media conglomerate has a bunch of lemons racers on their staff. Okay. Then they're probably good people. Yeah. For the most okay. Part. They, uh, they profiled the eyesore Miata is one of their, uh, one of their videos great car oh we did watch them now that was a Uh, good that was a good profile yeah Yeah. because actually they're really good eyesore is the people who are staffing there so got it got it okay let's talk iRacing that's still happening if you're uh now that we're not racing let's just go back to iRacing because that's what we did during covid um last week there was a fundoro at sebring that is a very long race uh senderos are two hours long um and they have Plus practice. There was a group of lo- uh, Lotus. Low tie. Lotus. Yep. Okay. I just Lotus, want to remember. The lo- low tie. Low tie that ran away with the front end. They all just grouped up and ran away. And then there was uh, a B team and a C team. All of the cars that ended last. I completely went to bed before the end. So I don't know what happened. I don't remember who won either. Does it matter? Oh, well. No. Those, those, matter. those two hour of races, I'm sure somebody fantastic won. Let's talk are, about this week. Are, are the 49 Lotuses new? I don't remember no. that being in before. They've been in a few they're, times now. They're, yes, they're they're new this year. On okay. The, the racing yeah. And they're not 49 Lotuses. They're, for, they're from like the late 60s. But they're there was Lotus mo- 49. Model yeah. 49, right? Whatever. Yeah. I think the first time we had those was at the Monza race. Oh. Which I remember getting it just for that. And just so I could watch the suspension move as it goes around the ball it was and they've just walked away from the rest of the crowd especially yeah. in the first lap or two so well, uh, i'm sure right. they... especially from the miatas like oh, okay right. <laughs> it's a little faster so yeah. we watch uh we watch it was kind of boring-ish race yeah. i think uh, ron harrington had a great sebring livery like chrysler sebring on his sebring at sebring it looked it looked like a Sebring. It's like pretty good. darn close to yeah. a Chrysler Sebring. There were, um, so well as done, always, Ron. On Sundays, yeah. there were our awesome liveries. They yeah. go all out. They look at our. They listen to all the shows. They try hard. 
Most of them try hard. And then we find the people that literally show up with a black car with white numbers, which happened at least two cars. And then we wait for Ryan to try to talk to everybody, watch what's going on in the race, and then put a livery on top of his car all at the same time because Ryan is amazing. So, yes, so that happened. And then we said, Jeff, we're really boring. Come on the show. And Jeff's like, fine, okay. And then he showed up and it was great. I was uh, busy trying to get the tree up. So I know, but we wanted, Mm -hmm, that's okay. Uh, we had a good time. It was always a good time, but it's a long show. Anyway, this week is back to fun. We have it's trash sprints. Uh, we started at uh, NHMS and then we go to Irwindale. There's all kinds of fun going on this weekend. And there, there's so much fun because they're our races, right? So there's practice, then race, the practice and race, practice and race, all different kind of cars, all different tracks show up sometime between, uh, eight 30 or Eastern and probably 1130 Eastern. Some of us will be on. It's going to be awesome. And it's, it's probably a chance that the Irwindale will have the jump. Oh, oh yes. yes, second race. You race. can't so do Irwindale without the jump anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, why yeah, would you bother yeah, yeah. without? The jump? No, the first <laughs> one is on. at HMS, and then the second one, and I think the third one are at Irwindale. I didn't. I don't remember what the third. There's fourth no one point is, but... in doing Irwindale without the jump. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we did that last week. It was a good time. But this week, we went old school and did Lotus 49s at the Silverstone Historic Grand Prix circuit. So this is what these cars raced on back in the day. It is fast and dangerous, but fortunately, Silverstone has a ton of runoff room, which I thoroughly explored. Um, these Lotuses are not easy to drive, even for the aliens, but it's, it's, a, it's a challenge. Or it's, it's a fun challenge. And fr- frankly, it looked amazing seeing all these things going around and racing with a bunch of them. That was great. I uh, am in love with the way the Lotus 49s look. Yeah. And just like, the view from the oh. cockpit is wonderful. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you're VR, they are amazing. I've got to get my VR working. Yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, in the end of the second race, especially Tyler just barely beat Carl in the last few turns in a really heated come from behind win. And just as they lapped me, I got to watch it. I kept them of them enough to see them battling it out. And it was it was really good. They were having good, tight, clean racing. Um, fun was had by most. Uh, even Corey got the hang of the Lotus by the end. Yeah, he was he was not as much into it at the start. But uh, by the end, like he was getting around the track and doing OK. So. Like I just wiped my eye and I have I have jalapeno juice on my hand. Oh, I'm fucking no. dying right now. Oh, no. So go on without me for a minute or so. I can't read my notes. Uh, you know who uh, who never wipes her eye with jalapeno juice in her hand? It's true. I usually cut the jalapenos. She does eat them when they're in a guac, though. Yep. Chrissy's mom never does Bye. that. I think today, though, a special shout out to Chrissy's dad. This was his uh, last day of work. He, he retired, retired today. congratulations yeah hey no seriously congratulations uh we we both we all know it's not gonna be your last day at work because you're that guy you can't not work but he worked there for something like 40 years and 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 he's also like one of the smarter guys in the whole place so we're waiting for contract time (laughs) call you up i will work for you when i say when i say so because i'm the guy that knows what's going on Right. That's what's gonna happen, right? He's some kind of engineer, hold- right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Nuke plant. Yeah. He drives Me- the nuclear trains. <laughs> you, anybody know about medium voltage cable and or what's the fire thing he knows about? Something about fires. Fire something when about fires. Medium- yeah, if they didn't have someone that knows about medium voltage cable, then they catch fires and then yes. he's 
They call him, but he is all trained. The time. He is, he is uh, trained EE, right? Electrical engineer. Yes, yes. 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 He yes. happens to work at a power plant that is fired by a gen, a fusion generator, but fission, fission, yeah, you, fission. You, you fission. need, you need those fusion. guys. Fusion. If it was yes. fusion, that would be amazing. <laughs> yes, that would be totally <laughs> different. I mean, but he works on the electrical side. You don't split yeah. the yes. atoms. Well, he works on the power generation. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. it, it's when yeah. the turbines yeah. down, it's his problem. With the turbines. So, that's what they call it. It's the turbine. turbine. Yes. No, it's turbine. Yeah, the guy they from New Jersey. Turbines. The guy from New Jersey's making fun of pronunciation. You, you tell my dad. Yeah. We call for the guy that is deadless for his whole life, right? Oh no, I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> Sector anyway. works in Sector Seven G. Does yeah. and he parks it at G five, so it's all good. Yeah. And there are blinkies, uh, just so you know. Yeah. Although we're not one, so it's cool. Yeah. Maybe. Let's go there. From this conversation. Yeah. So a lot of people think, you know, I want to do an engine swap. That you seems don't. like a great <laughs> idea. Don't, that sounds don't. like a great idea. Let's nope. do that. They're it's stupid on TV. They're stupid. Don't you know, do them. Doesn't it take like TV two and... seconds? You're like, I'm going to drop that engine. Chris, let, let's talk about the suspension for a second. Oh, Jeff, let's go back to that engine swap. How's that engine swap going? Well, that's only on Sunday mornings on TNN. Oh, okay, good. Um, good right. Just making sure. o- only because they're se- sending me a free T-shirt. Everybody wants more power, baby. <laughs> yep. No, no. So I'm questioning the most power. I'm telling you, engine swaps are stupid. Okay. Yeah, you know, you know what ran great at a race car? It was a boat, and because it, it was pretty much dock, we left it that way, and it ran reliable, right? Um, uh, yeah, Chris, you know, same... you, you know what is terrible? What are the most terrible cars we've ever had? What's that? The Rolls. Which one? Citroen. Yeah, that was, that was stock too. Also stock. How about that Z? What, did mm. that get on the track with the with no, the stock? stock no, no, no. Sure as hell didn't. You it's know what? A, those stock right. engines suck donkey. That's why they do. You they should do. check out our Facebook. I did a throwback today on the. Uh, first oh, I saw. The, I know. I was so excited it, it worked. I, I was um, about to post it. Like I literally like <gasps> saw it and hit repost, and Get I wrote, out. "It was the best of times. It was the worst <laughs> of times." And then I was like, "Wait, let me scroll." Oh, it's already been posted. So. Who knew? I'm surprised. I never post stuff like that. Uh, you know what's the su- most successful car in uh, 3 p.m. history? Yeah, we do. The Cressida. A Cressida. Why? Why? Well, yeah, you mean the TR. Oh. No. Um, <laughs> it's also TR a good a example swap. of why this is not a good idea, actually. Uh, because yeah. it had a stockish engine, and it worked pretty well. Have you ever driven an LS-swapped BMW nope. or a K24 swap Civic? Yes. It's so good. It's just not easy. Yeah. No, no. it's not. And... And that's the discussion tonight. It's it's sure you can get rid of your terrible boat anchor of a power plant and join the cult of LS everything in the world. Right. Before you jump into it, we've got some points. Frankly, we've been there and done that. I've probably not the points that like zap you, right? No, no, we don't. No, no, we might. No, I don't like points. Call. Pertronics igniters instead. Yeah. It's the right size. Take a matchbook. That's how you file them on the side of the road when you need to do anyway. Um, we've got no small amount of experience and pain and tears on this subject. So hopefully we can save you by telling you don't make some of the mistakes we have um, and help you be a little more realistic about what it takes if you're determined to make a mistake. 
So this is the first in a series of shows on this because there's a lot to cover, frankly, because of all the things we've done wrong. So this, and, this is just getting started. And like you think that that fuel cell was like a good idea. Like we are everybody sitting around saying we could if we had more fuel, had we, more would gas. Do, we would do a bet. We would go yeah. longer. We We're going to dominate. Win. That would be great. So as if you go back to the listen to that show and we talked about how great of an idea that is or how not a great idea that is, we are um, we're not experts. We do our research. We've done a, we've learned a lot of things. So do your research. Remember what you're dealing with, dangerous possibilities and stay within your skill set and abilities and consult experts. I uh, can call us, email us, whatever. Uh, if you're stepping outside your skill set. Now, the temptation is all over those YouTube shows that make it look like it's a weekend endeavor. Right? I just told you about those. Yes. And Chris and Chrissy and, and Jeff have a Z sitting in Chris and Chrissy's garage that tells a completely different tale. So, uh, and this thing, as we talked about, this isn't even Three Pedal Mafia's first engine swap. So. Yeah. Well, engine swap is one thing. Yeah. And so, swap into a different thing. I mean, as one. I've done like a dozen of these things over the years. This is Not the most. LS into this a, is the most like shouldn't be there swap. Yeah, we'll that's we're, we're gonna gonna talk, that's a good. Let's hold on that shouldn't be there thing. Yeah, because before you even think about this, you just gotta know that depending on where you're racing engine swaps might not dominate they might actually kick you into a different class or make you illegal to run or anything like that so it doesn't matter how hard or how simple it is the very first thing you need to do is all your research with who your series is and what is this going to do now if you're in lemons you can do whatever you want some answers you know sometimes you know whatever you can handle i should say but if you're in scca or you're thinking about taking your car to scca or champ or you know there's so many other areas where actually doing this can screw you right out of the entire place so um but anyway if you do want to drop in a more powerful engine is it the short path to domination the answer is no effing way there's a long answer it's really long we're not saying don't do it we're just going to say you got to do your research. Okay. You got to look, you got to look once, you got to look twice. You got to like, just really get there. And we're going to say that in the next section. So stay tight. Actually, what we're going to say in the next section is don't do it. And then we're going to say it like four more times. That's what I'm saying, but you're going to do it anyway. So we're going to go through the path and we're going to talk about what it is just so you know what you're getting into. Yeah. What do we know? So let's open with the same phrase. Don't do this if you can help it. Um, if you can get away with your current engine, then do it. It is a lot less work. Swapping a motor is expensive and it has a lot of drawbacks and it's probably not why you're not winning. If you haven't campaigned an endurance race car ever, then seriously don't do this. Get it running the way it is. Uh, keep listening enjoy our witty banter send us some hate mail all oh, that's fine it's still a lot better like you know find a way to poke yourself in the eye with a hot stick that's probably also better than a lot of this stuff if you haven't done it yet so uh, unless you've got a penchant for paying two grand to tow a car to the track and spending a weekend working on it probably in the dirt and have it on track for five laps and not sleep and then head home if you like doing that go for good for it 
do something wacky. Um, and we've got several teams that'll help you with that and have done it for years. So we can put you in touch with them. They'll take your money. Um, <laughs> they're great people, but that's not the way to do this. And we don't want to send you down that path. So some of you out there are like, yeah, but you know what? I'm on the stock motor and I get five laps and it blows up or I'm on the stock motor and I cannot figure out what the hell is going on. And this thing is such a total turd. I mean, it is possible that there is more reliability in something out there. If your stock engine is some sort of fragile glass item and it, you know, it's got Lucas electrics and, you know, you, you pull a, a screw out of the dashboard and it stops working. Swap might be in your future for reliability reasons. Um, some, sometimes you, you just got the little, you know, like you've raced a couple of years on the punny motor and it's time, you know, like you've already won B and now you're an A and there's no chance you have. If you've maxed out your car and you've done everything else and this is the last thing to do, there might be a swap in your future. Um, each of these reasons, you can also just go get a new freaking car. Let's be honest. Well, tell, tell the anecdote behind some of these. Like we've got some personal anecdotes. Sure. For reasons. Um, I give quick, quick versions of those. Sure. Uh, reliability. The Z motor is a freaking turd of we can't get it to run. And we got rid of it because we could get an LS to run. And we spent a year <laughs> trying to get the Z motor to run. Yeah. And it wasn't going to happen. Um, made out of blown glass. And yeah. it didn't fit. Didn't and fit. everything was brittle. And it was, it was terrible. All, it was peanut, wiring is made of peanut brittle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Civic, when we won Class B in the Civic, we were never going to get that thing to go any faster. We'd had how much horsepower, Chris? 130-ish. Which isn't and, bad. Yeah, but but And you... it had a 22-gallon cell, and we stopped once a day. And yeah. we drove the wheels off it, and that was as fast as it was going to go. It was ninth overall. And we had all of the suspension done. We had all the reliability. We had every, we tried to turbo it. And all of a sudden it became glass and there was really nothing else we could do other than swap. There's another category out there that I haven't gotten to yet. And what if there are none more? Okay. If you're running that four cylinder triumph MG sunbeam rapier, sunbeam rapier, and you cannot find the R7. Yeah. The TR7 never actually had the tr motor in it it always had a buick v6 no it had no when he got it, it had a buick RTR. v6 in it yeah rtr uh, yeah oh i'm sorry i thought that's what you meant mental uh, no no I, I honestly thought the first race with the the old uh, english the old english livery it was still running up yeah no, no, when, had bruce, it had when a, bruce got it it had the buick v6 it had a carbureted it. 231 uh. Odd fire. Yeah. Yeah. Odd fire. Well, <clears throat> and we'll talk about why that's a terrible idea yeah. in another episode. But like we we know that you know um uh Grover the Rover had that all aluminum rover motor that is just terrible. I mean, uh we we've talked about they this. could keep getting Range Rover engines True. for it. Uh, um yeah, sometimes you just run out of the motor. Let's let's be honest. Okay. Uh, we in our S10, the original boat motor, we were out of those because if you have an 88 Blazer, you make poor life choices and 88 Blazers are getting really hard to find. 
So we had to update our motor. We didn't do a full swap, but full swap was on the table. All right. But you know what? Yep. Sometimes you can just have a cool car and no engine or the engine is so terrible. So you're going to do this. And we're sorry that you're about to enter a world of hurt. But when you pull that thing out of the swamp, sometimes you're like that part in the front. It's got to go. Yeah. So Chrissy's going to tell us some reasons that you shouldn't swap your engine that you might've thought and said, you know, Hey, this is a good reason. There is such a good, this is such a good list. Okay. It's, it's a terrible. Let me switch, but let me put the, I have an engine in the back of my garage. Should I just, I let's just put that in my car, right? Like it's already, I think it was running one parked. I already have it. I don't need to buy no. another one. Let's no. just put that in there. No. Except I've got a Ford Capri. I'm going to drop this Camaro. V6 right. In I think we have fine. a Miata engine in there. We oh, they just, didn't have that. Just, they had to psych that out. Miata engine that we have for this Lotus. That's never going to run into the, 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 the um, Z that we have. We just put that one in. No, yeah, at least it would fit. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it would fit better than the one we have. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Okay. So, uh, except, if you have, if you're, if you have IOE goals and you're skilled, right? So bad decisions, one, uh, and the bad decisions, one and 47th Plymouth engine in the F body did not win IOE, but it has to finish, right? So IOEs don't win IOE if they don't run well. Right. Well, the that's story the is bigger they, problem. They had the 47th Plymouth engine. And they had this F body with no engine because they'd put the V6 into their Plymouth because the Plymouth, this Plymouth came to the point of can't, it's never going to do any better than this. We've got to make it better. Mm-hmm. And so then mm-hmm. they had this, this flathead Chrysler flathead. sitting there and they're like, yeah. yeah, let's put that in the Camaro. And, and they're highly win. skilled because yeah. they made a 47 Plymouth competitive. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. still not right. good enough. And yeah. IOE always has to win. It has to keep going around and around and around a lot. So it, it has to do well in high yep. enough standings and nobody else has to be better than you with a cool car. So don't always shoot for IOE early. And if your engine sucks, then it sucks to work on all of the above. Do not do this. Good. Okay. Next one. Uh, I saw this on the internet and it, it looks pretty easy. I think we should just do it this way. I, no. I nope. am feeling slightly attacked in this one because I you watched <laughs> LSZ videos way before we decided to LS the Z. And I was like, that if that guy could do it, no, nope. that's a bad idea. Always, it's always a bad idea. If you saw it on the internet, check. No, ask your smart friends. Let's do that. Don't look more <laughs> on the internet. Just ask people that. Well, know we've stuff. got a whole series of shows to talk about this. So we'll right? Get there. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Great. So um, next one. You're not winning. We started to talk about this. Um, that if you are just you're not going fast enough, you don't think that you're winning. Let's put a bigger motor in and be better. Um, do other things, get some training, do some analysis, go to HPDEs, figure out where you're losing. What kind of pits are you not doing pit stops? Well, is your fuel burn too bad? Um, no, we should, uh, here's the, no, I swear we're going fast and we're do HPDEs, but the car just can't go faster. So we should just put a bigger motor in it. No, don't do that. Uh, I, it's time for a new- how does Alex Levinson do it? His little 1.6 liter Miata, or I think he's got a one eight. Like usually top twenty. Yeah, if you're not beating him, it's not your motor. <laughs> yeah, 
No, look inside. Alex, look uh, Alex, Alex can drive, and he, yeah, uh, he's, that's that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. It's not your horsepower; it's yeah. probably your skill. Yeah. Sure, yeah. look at yourself and see what else you can do better, or your team, or something like that. Figure out what the problems are before you decide that is the engine, right? Figure out if there's something else you can do to your car before you do this. Okay, uh, last one. You bought this half done swap uh, on the forum slash facebook slash craigslist and you should be able to finish this and just do it all um, but if they didn't finish it you need to know why and you better be better than what they are and good luck with that i think i would <laughs> rather purchase off of craigslist a half-eaten tuna fish sandwich <laughs> than a half-completed engine swap oh, and probably healthier for you then uh, uh yeah that leads us into the next thing so we'll talk about the type of motor swaps that are out there and as as chris alluded to earlier you can go same manufacturer bigger engine maybe it was even on a different uh trim level of the car available uh and and they can be as simple as just you you plug and play literally the, drop this in there plug it in there more power life is good um or you can go just really, really opposite end crazy, like taking a radial aircraft engine and putting it in the back of an MR2. So that is our spectrum. And not all of these swaps are created equal. So let's talk about driveline to pick. And I'm going to say outside, if you are not pursuing an index of affluency, and if you're pursuing an index of affluency, you've, there's so much else you need to work on. You, you've got to be, like Chrissy said, the car's got to run. You've got to be good at it. And you can get an IOE just by having a really good stock car that's different and running clean. So if you're swapping, you're to try and keep it as simple as possible. So you're going to meet your goals if you have a realistic skill assessment. I watch all of those internet car shows, good and bad. I am just sub moderately capable with tools. And I also know where I can go with this. Now we're, we're talking about, this is a racing show, not a car show. You want to do like this really cool swap to go and impress everybody at cars and coffee or at a car show. That's cool. Go and do that. We're trying to get you on track. So that's where we're going to go with. You want to keep it as simple as possible and stick with your skill assessment. So consider your series regulations when you're classing. Be sure to check those rules. Jeff talked about that. Champ's got a calculator and it will say how much horsepower is your new engine? How much horsepower is your old engine? Type that in there because with just an engine swap before you modify the suspension and the brakes, you could find yourself running their exception class. Like our Civic with only the motor swap, nothing just the else motor swap. Yeah. was already like 800 points. Exactly. And, was, if that, and if that's cool with you, that's fine. But if you're trying to actually do this to be competitive, understand what those rules are. AR classes you on qualification day. So it comes down to how good you are at the track, how good your team is, all of that. Uh, WR on Lucky Dog, they've got it down to power to weight ratios and lap times. So look at all that. So NASA and SCCA, if you start doing engine swaps from different manufacturers, it's going to basically make you illegal for just about everything except a handful of the time trial categories. So, so pretty much unless you're AER or Levens, you can get into a lot of trouble. Or WRL. Let you so, do it. Well, power to and, weight, because you can script your power to weight. Sure. And champ will, but there's penalties, but you got to be careful about how you do it. That's, That's what I'm saying. Champ. You could get yourself into trouble. Not that you're yeah. going to get yourself in trouble. Yeah. So let's talk about the categories of engine swap, because all engine swaps are not created equal. They're, they range a huge gamut, like Methel just said. So let's get some categories here. So we're, we're talking the right language. 
Stock Plus is the easiest one. This is like from a, a Chevy 305 to a 350 or a non-VTEC to a VTEC of the same kind. Like in our Civic, it came with a single cam non-VTEC D-series. We went to the VTEC version. And, you know, and that was an extra 25 horsepower. Okay, great. This is a great place to start for motor swaps. It's the least complicated. It's your best chance of success. It, you know, it, It's basically not that much a different. And the differences are known. You can figure them out and you can make it work. While the uh, motor's out. Hmm? Go Jeff? ahead. I was, I was going to say you missed my favorite, but I'll, you finish your sentence and then I'll say. Okay. It. So while the motor's out though, do things like the seals and the timing gear and the clutch and all the maintenance things that you can't get to really when it's in the car, freshen it up. This is like a nice just improvement, but nothing crazy. Cars aren't going to drive any differently. Everything else is going to work. This is a great way to go to start. I would say probably the most popular lemon swap is the supercharged 3,800 where a NA 3,800 used to live. There's like a 30 of them that yeah. I know of. Sure. Cause that's easy. Yeah. And same, same with the 305 to 350 or, you know, we just assume everything's a 350 at this point, right? Yeah, Nobody really much. uses the 305. Exactly. Or non VTEC to VTEC. Yeah. Cause you know, why not? It's the or same. The, same what's, the, what's the, what's Miata VTEC? What do they call it? VVI? VVT, yeah. VVTI, something like that. Or, yeah. or Miata 1.6 to 1.8. Yeah. Like, we just assume nobody's running the 1.6. Yeah. Right. Except Alex. All right. So the ne- next cat. So that's the easiest one. If, if you want to do one of those, cool good for you do it that's actually a good way to go yeah do that jeff approves of this plan yeah uh next one's a little harder but you can probably make it work this is the same chassis swap like you want a motor that was fit by the factory in the same chassis more or less so it's a matter of getting all the right parts you know but it's known and it's out there like this is like a B series in a, in a 92 to 2000 Civic, or you put a five liter in a 2.3 Mustang, right? <clears throat> it's, it's not the same. You're going to have to change a lot of things, <clears throat> but you know, it's going to fit. You know that they made the motor mounts for it and they made the wiring harnesses for it. And other people have done it a bunch of times. So you just have to find the right parts. So this is doable. It's more work than the stock plus, but it's it's possible for people who haven't done this kind of thing before. This is, this is again a good way to kind of get into this um, without killing yourself. But you need some time for something like this if you've never done one. Next, can I do it like a like a prime to that one? Same chassis sure. prime. Mm-hmm. Um, like if your Ranger has a two three, maybe you get that five zero, even though it never came in the range. Like that's like that's like this plus a little more. Well, that's what I'm about to talk about. Oh, go on. I'm sorry. Totally different. Next seven is totally different, but well supported. Oh, see, I this thought that was like, a different. Go ahead. This is like a five liter in a Ranger. It never came in the Ranger, and it probably doesn't have the mounts like like from Ford, but you can get them. You can buy them. Also, examples are like an SR20 and a 240SX. Never came in this in this country, but you can get the parts. Or at this point, an LS and a Fox body. Never came there, but you can buy every single part you need for not that much money to bolt that five that five LS into your Fox body, right? People have been there, they've done that. They make prefab mounts, they make wiring harnesses for reasonable prices, not eight hundred bucks for a harness. Um, there's a reason these are the well-trodden path because they fit and they usually work. If it they did, you know, a bunch of people hadn't done them, these parts wouldn't be available for reasonable prices. So. Um, if there's no stock plus or same chassis setup and you feel like you have to do one, 
this is the way to go because this is still doable. It's not, it's hard, but you're not figuring things out. This is plug wires in, maybe splice a, you know, half a dozen wires into the harness, bolt in these different mounts. It'll work, but it's different. There's still going to be teething problems. Next, we're into the totally different. This is where most people end up because they don't consider how much work it truly is to do a motor swap or they see people on TV do it or they're like not really handy, but enthusiastic friend says, oh, just do a motor swap, right? Uh, This is like putting an LS into pretty much anything, not GM or not commonly LS swaps, putting into Honda, into anything that's not a Honda or Miata, you know, a Camaro motor into a Capri, for example, that's in this category. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Camaro motor into an RX-7. Yep, exactly. This is where you get into big secondary problems. And we're going to talk more about what those secondary problems are and how to solve them in subsequent shows. So, uh, and lastly, there's the completely insane category. This is the Subaru-powered Wartburg, the Viper-powered Rolls, snowmobile engine Miatas, uh, Ford V6 rear-drive Geo Metros. Dora Tags, um, of course. Yeah, Caddy 502 Yugos. If you're not already insane and a bit drunk and have some heavy-duty fab and wiring skills. And friends with the same. Yeah. And yeah. friends that are patient that will likely help you. Uh, a benefactor who can give you, you millions lots of pizza, and millions. Lots of pizza. Pizza boxes. You, a house that'll let love, you stay there. Ooh, this yeah. is a good And you one. have to love the fabrication part more than any of the rest. This has to be your passion. If you meet all these categories, you're probably not listening to us. Or you might be in your garage as you're tinkering on your 502 powered Yugo. And you're like, right? you guys don't know anything. Oh, wait. Yeah. Right. Uh, Don't even go there unless you're already completely insane and you've already done everything else on our list and you're like, yeah, that wasn't that bad. I like it. (laughs) You? Good for you. Go with God. Do do you know what the number one question... And let us know what you... Let's hear who thinks they are that crazy. Mental, do you know what the number one question people ask when you say, oh, I swapped a blah, blah, blah in it? Do you know what the number one question is? What transmission you're running. And I think you, you need to start thinking about this, especially for the insane things. Like sometimes that is going to make a de- the decision for you. Uh, and we're going to get into this later, but ne- next episode, we're going to talk a lot about, we're gonna talk a lot about transmission. You're going to want and the transmission you're going to want. But yeah. that insane category. You know, sometimes you're putting that transverse motor longitudinally, so you're going to that pickup transmission. It's we're going to get all of this later, but I'm just saying that transmission choice might make those top categories different. Like you're like, oh yeah, that's just, it's the same chassis; it won't be a problem. Tra- transmission, dude. What? Do you, what? Do you, so transmission is almost more important than engine, actually. Yeah. Sure. No, to, to, for fitting it. And absolutely. For it I, no, no, I, no, no, I'm saying absolutely. Yeah. This is Tell what I'm us saying, how right? we know. Well, exactly. But oh. you, you oh. need to factor the transmission choice into this decision on whether you're going to go insane or not, or you're going to go easy, or whether this is going to be something that is same for same. Yeah. So like a stock plus or stock plus definitely uses the same trans. It yeah. bolts right into everything else. Yeah. Half. You got a T5, you got a T5. Right. 
same chassis may or may not totally different probably doesn't but might completely insane uh, highly unlikely yeah uh, and, so. and, and you know as we're talking about the the spectrum of engine type swaps your your best case scenario is you got to beat the crap out of your transmission tunnel uh more realistic scenario you're cutting the entire thing out and building one from scratch yes all of the above and i just want to say there are adapter plates adapter plate is like a like a plus one on your sword if you're a, if you're like a <laughs> dungeons and dragons player you know like it it gets you a little bit easier but it sure as hell doesn't solve everything and it's not any less time and effort yeah or money they, they have you, I was going to say, they like you can find an adapter for like a T5 under like anything. Like Metal Dog. Ad- well, we got an adapter. Now we can put a T5 on it. Or you can but find you some. Where well, you have the bell housing, or rather you have the plate, but do you have the bell housing? Yeah. Or well, you have a fabbed part that you think should fit and then it doesn't when you try to fit it in. Yeah. Anyway, That's this is a weird bell housing swaps, like like a 95 Dakota rear wheel drive four cylinder bell housing lets you mate. Any GM front wheel drive bolt pattern to a Toyota trans like Supra transmission. Yeah. We- like weird ass Good. stuff. Like Good. Yeah. Th- these are the things you're gonna have to figure out. Ugh. Okay. So now you have to figure out what you need. If you possibly wanted to even try some of these things, and these are non-negotiable items. A welder. Also, somebody who knows how to weld well. Let's talk about this. Okay. So P- anybody can have a welder. I got one. this one from Harbor Freight. It was $100 no. on sale. <laughs> Not gonna happen. That, might have, that might be okay. Or you get a good Eastwood. You also still have to practice on something else. And then you have to weld well. Because if you don't weld well, if you're, if you're going to make your own engine mounts, which I know we're going to talk all about RLS swap. If you're going to make your own engine mounts and you're not a very good welder and you're going to make them, they're going to fail and that's going to be bad for you. So yeah. we're going to need things a like fabrication that. like the 301 for that kind of stuff. With and, and not just like, like Chrissy said, fail, but also that part you're fabricating that you measured everything out, but because you aren't that good of a welder, you've now altered the dimensions of the part you've created. Now it doesn't Welding fit. is permanent. So oh, you're not to... that good a measurer either. Also, yes. Also a possibility. A measurer. Good. Yes. Right. All yeah. of those things. Okay. So that's just a welder and person yeah. to weld. You need that engine stand. Yeah. Also non-negotiable. We used ours and we moved our engine around for, I don't even know how many times, but we put the engine on the engine stand, flipped it over, flipped it over, flipped it over. Do you want to put the engine? Do you want to do something on the top? Do you want to do something bottom? If you're, especially- we, had, we were on top and on the bottom and in and out like prom night. Stop it. Um, we were doing all these things with the engine and you want to say, well, I want to work on the the oil pan right now. Okay. Let's look at the injectors right now. Let's do, uh, let's put this mount on. Let's put this part on. Flip it over, flip oh, it over. We got to grind that more. Oh, we got to grind oh, that more. that doesn't more. fit. Does that fit? Oh, we no. got to cut that off. Right. Uh, yeah. So uh, an engine stand, Harbor Freight will be fine. It's awesome. You need it. It's non-negotiable. An engine pulley, uh, excuse me, engine crane and a pulley. Um, Puller. Oh, I'm sorry. Puller and crane. That's what that, Yes. Crane, engine crane, engine crane. Yeah. Yes, hoist. Hoist. hoist, yes. I was thinking. Chris is like crane. I don't remember every crane. 
Oh, you mean the hoist? No, yeah, no, 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 is. no. I was thinking a pulley puller is what I was thinking of. And oh, also oh. very important if you need it, right? The very important. How do you get, you to get it. your engine onto Got the it. stand? Engine crane. crane. Yes. Also non-negotiable. Harbor Freight is fine. Um, and borrow your friends. Don't ever bring it to the racetrack because that means you need it. Or your sad friend, sad, sad person comes with a, p- a plate of cookies and said, can I have that, please? Um, but anyway, uh, yes, you need an engine crane non-negotiable um get that out because you're gonna need it and uh yeah you just have to because most of putting an engine into a car is a shimmy shimmy it's a forward backward up down up down up down a little bit down a little bit up no 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 pull it out one inch inch. no no back no we gotta go all it's out take it all the way out one bolt in one bolt no 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 nope i'm not my side's not not lined up yet nope oh yeah yeah right there, right, right there, right there, right. And that's and that's a stock engine. Can can I say yeah. that's what she said? Is that appropriate now? Oh my gosh, so much. All of it. When you it's if you're an outsider and listening to this, is terrible. Um. Anyway, you need an engine crane and uh load leveler. Do we say that? We didn't say load leveler. Didn't say load leveler. Load leveler. I is definitely think you need helpful. a load leveler. Not always strictly necessary, but usually a good idea. Way helpful. On some engines, I think it's more helpful than others. On the totally. Honda to get the Honda engine, I don't think we needed it. On mm. to get the engine in and out of the Z, absolutely. Yeah, you it, have to have it. If you're moving you the trans, you got to cut have it. various parts. Yeah. Yeah. You have to because you uh, all the time you don't want. So the uh, a load leveler, if you're new to this uh, engine, you know, um, crane will go up and down, but you need the load leveler, which will kind of ang- do some angles for you and it'll be able well, to just. Like give you a little bit more and then we've also done a load leveler but also put the um uh jack underneath so you can jack it up a little bit on from one angle and then load it on the other angle and then kind of just the, maneuver it a little bit but the angle of the dangle is incredibly important yeah. yes and, and but and, you're and, angling a how many pound thing that you can't just move so that's mm-hmm. why you need all of these things and sometimes you need multiple ones. You need more than one jack. You need, you oh, know what I absolutely. mean? Like, absolutely. We had two or three going. Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, and a truck. Yeah. Hell no. yeah. Everybody needs a truck. Or I mean, at least a trailer, I, like a solid utility trailer behind I have fit more engines true. in the back of the, my Mazda, and it's been great. Oh, I put a just about almost all assembled. Um, engine crane in the back of the Mazda. That was awesome. And brought it to my house and said, this is yep. yours now. In front yep. of the Mazda? Did I bring yeah. The Mazda? Yeah, you brought oh, it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, it's a thing, but you're ultimately probably going to need a truck to put all this stuff in because it's really sucks to put it all on a wagon. Tr- truck trailer is in or Salad SUV. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Fine. Sure. Hauling, hauling mechanism. Yeah. If all you have is something you don't want to get greasy, Oh no! No, don't even think. And this. and and the reason is is because you're gonna make multiple junkyard runs, trying to get stuff that fits or doesn't fits, and yeah. you've got variants within models and mid year updates, and this part doesn't work even though the internet said it did. Now let's get that transmission. <laughs> like it works. Like we had the, we'll have we had a whole the, show about that. Come on. We had the giving accord at the junkyard. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Now who's got next? You, as a minimum, even if you're going from an engine that was available in your car on a higher tremble level or a later year, you're still going to have to rewire that engine. That's, there's no avoiding that. Uh, 
and it's going to be a fair amount of the car if you want all of this to integrate nicely. So you're either interfacing the electronics of the car or finding a way to splice the two. And this can be alleviated if you're doing all of this with uh, uh, by avoiding a computer-controlled engine. You're just going for carbureted 350 or carbureted 302. That's all fine. But you're still, even then, you've got to get the alternator. The engine off that power has got to fit into your car. And there's just going to be wiring you're going to have to do. You're still going to have to make the brake lights work. All of that. If you're going with the old infamous one-wire GM alternator on a CARB 350, most of these swaps, even at the easy stock plus end of the spectrum, they're going to be a little bit more involved. And that's things like gauges and your stock accessories that you need, fuel pumps, in-tank pumps, all this kind of stuff. And that's where it starts to get really tough. And it requires a lot of patience and a lot of research on your part. I'm glad you brought up in-tank pumps because that's what I'm going to talk about. Hey, everybody, your fuel system. What do you think is going on with that? Uh, if you've got a carbed car and you're going to a fuel-injected engine because it's got more power, baby, you're going to have to build an entire new fuel system. Uh, so, yeah, you're going to need a, a fuel pump. That put, If you don't know, I, I guess we should start at the beginning because Bill always asks a strange question. Bill, the pressure that a that a fuel injected car needs its fuel to run at is way way higher than the carbed car, so you got to like have five psi to fifty psi. Yeah, yeah, it's like a lot. You got to have a bunch of, but that means you got to have a new tank, a new pump, maybe a new tank because you got to have the different way the lines come in and go. You're gonna have to have new lines because those lines are only like for five psi, and now you got to run them at fifty psi. Uh, so you, you might have braided, you might have AN fittings that you're going to have to do. These all require specialty tools and pricey bits and a, a whole level of like skill on doing like braided hoses or bent aluminum lines and flaring and things. So the fuel system is going to be something that you're gonna have to work on. Even if you're going from injected to injected, you're going to probably have to have a new pump or a regulator and lines and fittings. And, you know, at, at this point you might go fuel cell because it's kind of the same things. So even like for like, you might want to go fuel cell at this time because you have to rebuild the fuel system anyway. Uh, and the other most important fluid that doesn't actually run just inside the engine is the cooling system. Uh, more power equals more heat equals bigger radiators so your stock is not going to be up to the task uh probably doesn't fit anymore if you're getting a like a larger physically sized motor um so now you're making custom cross members fan mounts everyone's like oh hey, you would just get a pusher fan and we'll get the yeah i saw them at the parts store like twice no they, they, they're not that great um yeah, so you're going to have to... physically huge motor that draws a lot of amps. That's yeah. how fans work. We'll talk about those later, too. Yeah. And, so, well, and also just the nature of air is it will find a way around your heavy-duty pusher fan because air is going to find the path of least resistance. So you, we're, not through your radiator. Yeah, we're, so we're talking about reducting the front end. We're talking about new fan mounts. We're talking about hoses. Holy crap. The... Inlets and the outlets are going to be in different places because you just got that radiator from the catalog. Just know that each Dude. one of these things is huge headaches. If you have, you have no idea how many hours Chris looks at just pictures hose of hoses. Oh, he looks at pictures of hose. All right. 
for the Z, I think actually the stock Z lower hose is going to work for the LS because oh, it's in almost amazing. the same spot, right? Ah. And it's close enough on the diameters. Uh, I think a 2000 Ford Focus upper hose is going to be the one to work on the top. But it's all but about yeah, where that is. I feel like I feel like Chrissy would. I feel like Chrissy would be happier if it was two in the morning and she's like, why aren't you in bed? And he's, and he was actually looking at porn, but she knows that at two in the morning and she looks in the office and sees the dim glow from the screen. And there's Chris with the Gates catalog. Yeah. Scroll. No, it's just pictures scroll, of hoses. Like scroll. Scroll. <laughs> is yep. the angle this way. I, I wish I was kidding and talking about something else. It's just like, is the hose angle this way? That's the only it? way to figure out what you're going to get. It's a lot better <laughs> than going to the court store and holding it up against stuff because <laughs> the internet has all of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, quick aside story. Jeff tells a story that goes nowhere. Uh, mm. My friend, Eric, who at one point was the, heir to the uh to the largest independent uh truck tire recapping tire recapper uh uh in the world uh, he has three three men in his family he's the fourth guy two brothers and a dad and they are all engineers he is not an engineer how do they find enough trains to drive exactly they would sit at the table and like, just kind of like move their hands. This is visual. They would just kind of like, this would be the conversation there. They'd be like, let it turn, turn. And then the gearing did this. And then the, the, and he was like, I don't know what these people are doing. I got to get out of here. So anyway, that's it. That's all I want to say. Okay. <laughs> this story. is Chris with the Gates catalog. You'd like, yes. turn. No, I need one that uh -huh. turns here. No, I need, uh -huh. uh, it's, it's, then it looks like a thing. And then it, it's like a giraffe head to a donkey head. It's, it's angles and diameters. Anyway, power steering. Yeah, I don't you're know anything probably, about this yet because we haven't done it yet. Right. You're probably going to want power steering, especially a lot of he larger, heavier cars. And it's good just for, for lack of driver fatigue in an endurance race. Power steering is actually really nice. It is. Okay. Now you're, now you're into custom lines. So adapters, fittings, and this stuff's under a lot of pressure too. Okay. There you go. One more thing to figure out. Um, and they time. have different pressures, right? Oh, yeah. Like GM power steering might run at a different pressure than a yeah. 300. It runs, it, yeah, it runs at freedom pressure versus your European stuff. That Metric pressure. Right. Metric pressure. All right. We spent a lot of time on this already, but this is only scratching the surface of the amount of time it's going to take you. It's going to take way way longer than you think. So after I just said that, you just thought up a number, right? Whatever that number was, triple it. And that might not be enough. Can you read Depends on how many friends you have and where the And how committed and, they are to actually helping. And um, if you have all the Are parts. those friends in the same time zone? Right. Yeah. Do, do you actually have a garage to work on or are you doing this your damn in your dirt yard or driveway, right? Some people do it. I don't know how the hell they do it. I don't know. Right. Um Anyway, can you reasonably spare that actual amount of time? It's a lot. This is a commitment to do, especially when your race is three and a half months away. Um, Hence all those Facebook ads of swap mostly done, engine already in car. Nothing else done. That's, that's the kind of the easy part. The engine is physically located in the car. But <laughs> yeah. Now there's all of the other things. Uh, space, your two-bay garage is going to be full for this whole thing. So 
you know, if you live in California, you can do this all on your driveway. All right, cool. Good for you. That's all right. Uh, but if you live in the Northeast and it's January, you need a garage that's insulated and has a heater. Unfortunately, we do. It's a tiny little you know, two-car homeowner garage, but we make it work. But, you know, you got to do something, but you need to be inside. Um, you know, you, maybe you have a homeowners association. No, nope, they they're like not going to like that. Nope. nope. Uh, now, this this is doubly so if you have a donor car for your swap, which is often the best way to get a swap because you get all the bits you need. Um, but now you've got an engineless chassis sitting out in your yard. It's probably something like a Camaro, and it's going to be nose up. It's very obviously got no engine. You probably don't even have a hood on it anymore. Yeah, Jeff? Jen, Jen said this. Why is the Z not in the trailer anymore? Because it don't have a motor. And it's really hard to get back in the trailer to hide when it doesn't have a motor. Yeah. Stuff that doesn't drive is hard to push out of the yep. way. And you probably don't have a big tractor to move stuff around if you live in a normal... like. But if you have a wife that lifts, you might be able to move it away. Maybe. But even then, you just need extra friends. Or, mm-hmm. you know, chains to Suburbans. How many times If I had right, one exactly. Chain yep. with a Suburban That happens more often than Yeah Yep. So that's a lot That got us started We've got a whole bunch more to go We're going to get into all the nitty gritty details Of everything up to the completely insane swaps because L- those Like and subscribe us. for part two Yeah at part two, I think we're going to go through like part five on this one. We've got a bunch of them. We're not going to do them right in a row, but they're going to be coming along. Uh, we're not going to get to the completely insane ones because the completely insane swap people know what they're doing and they're doing it right now. So they can keep doing it. But uh, the rest of it, we'll, contact we'll us directly. It. If you have some kind of insane swap and we will, we'll, we'll hold your hand and say, that sounds fantastic. We're not helping. No. no. I don't want to hear about people's insane swap plans because everyone has insane swap plans. I want to hear about the people that are like mid project and are already too deep. And like that, I'll come help with. That's more interesting. You'll come help with as soon as our own damn one is done. How about that? (laughs) All right. So Chris, can I, before we move on? Yeah. Where would you put the LS to Z swap? Uh, If if 10 is Viper into Rolls Royce. Uh, it's about a uh, six, six. It's a six okay. because it, it's a, it's a. We're doing it the totally different way, but not you know. It, we could do the totally different but well supported way, but that would be cost us four thousand dollars for a swap kit. We're not doing that. Um, so we're doing it the totally different way. But the thing that makes it not a seven or an eight is that we're using the stock transmission in so the stock location. Right, exactly. So we don't. There's a bunch of things we don't have to worry about. Like we don't have to worry about clutch, clutch hydraulics, drive shaft, shifter, speed sensor, um, rear end spacing, trans tunnel. There's a whole bunch of we don't have to worry about. And also, LSs are swappable in a more normal way. There's you a can, lot of there's a ton of knowledge base. Ton on of knowledge. You're not, we, you're not yeah. figuring it out. Exactly. Yeah. That's cool. why I'd say this is probably a six. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's wrap this up. Pros and cons. 
of engine swaps. Pros of an engine swaps. You know, when it's done, it's cool. Like it's cool. You pop it's, that hood. Tell me that, you can't. Hey, as long as it runs and runs when well. That, when it, when you pop the hood and that motor ain't supposed to be there and people see it and they yeah. know it ain't supposed Hell to be there, yeah. like, oh damn. All not right. even when you not even, don't even have to pop the hood. Just like you know, you're at the racetrack, it's it's Friday morning and uh you know it rolls out of the trailer and people look at it and they expect to hear a six cylinder and then yeah or or and, and i'm going to talk about betty here for a moment people are like oh okay can i see your rotary i say yeah buddy come on over here <laughs> check it out and i open it up and they're like that's a v6 in your rx7 that ain't supposed to be there yo like, yeah yep. you're right because uh-huh. those magic spinning triangles are the death yeah so they're cool there's no doubt about it it's cool uh another thing it is likely faster and more reliable than what you took out if you did it right. That is a very big if. And if. And lastly, it actually might be better than the lump you have in there because a lot of lumps are pretty terrible and you can do better. Yeah. But that's, that's, the, that's the extent of the pros. Now the cons, even though they're not using the $4,000 swap kit, they have dropped some coins. There's been some expensive stuff. There was the gorgeous, perfect oil pan in the Z that you had to chop up and make fit. Shit. Yeah. And again, these are, we're, we're coming back to that, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you're spending money. So if you think, oh, if I'll, I'll just swap this engine, like Chrissy said, the one I have laying around and it'll be cheaper. No. All right. Uh, it is difficult to do just our, our regular engine swap, just because we all hang out with gearhead people. It's, it's a challenge just pulling out one engine, and putting in another, there's 8 million things that connect that engine to that car. And you've got to disconnect all of them and then reconnect all of them. Uh, it requires some fabrication. Um, you, you've got to be able to envision things that don't exist and make them. And you've got to be willing in order to do that properly. You've got to be willing to do it wrong and have to redo that several times chris how many chris jeff chrissy how many times did the z motor come in and out we lost track <laughs> we don't how many know. axles that we put through the seven i mean we did oh right yeah. how many axles i think how many we times did like did five I wire or six it? in one day and i was like wait are we done yet like let's yeah. stop hey, like, i, I, I do remember stop? the z coming out five or six i wrote no, i'm sorry the uh the civic motor coming out five or six times and that was just the day that i was there and i know it had been done that more than that the civic motor so is it, much easier than the right it is absolutely it is uh even a clean obvious straightforward done before swap is you're gonna have teething issues uh for example the civic chris just touched on that how many axles all of the axles um slowman out here on the west coast he's got his ecotech miata and ecotech swap miatas are very common he's still fighting little tiny annoying things on it you know um it's going to be harder to work on at the track almost all the time because something <laughs> bigger into a space. Impossible. So you've got to be able to, you know, reach around all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, the Z blows a motor at the track. We're just going to start drinking beer. We called it so many times. We're like, screw this. We're never doing this at the track ever. Yeah. Ever. Um, and, and, if you think, oh, I got this engine swap, I'm going to dominate. No, you're going to lose track time to these teething issues. You're going to have to figure stuff out. And, and it's, it's the go back and listen to our troubleshooting on the fly episode because it's never going to be the problem. It's something causing something, causing something, causing something problem. 
you think it's um, electrical, it's probably fuel. Yeah. If you think right. it's fuel, it's, um, it's never the gas cap. And we, we've touched on this again. If you're a multi-series racer, um, you very well might be making your multi-series car illegal in other series. And Chris touched on it. I'd say for us, for a relatively straightforward, a five on a scale of 10 to swap budget a season. It's going to yeah. take you a season yeah. just, just to get it. Unless but you hate your family and have a big garage and nothing else to do all winter, then sure. Yeah. But you know, if you like your family and don't have a huge garage that's heated all the time and six, actually six. have other life things to do. Yeah. Well, and we've got a friend who is very smart, very skilled, great fabricator, very competent mechanic, um, isn't married, and still is taking years to do swaps on things that they are qualified to do on. Trying to think who we're talking about. You know. What what are they swapping? Various things. Yes. Several various ones. Well, I mean, like, like, yeah. And and this is the same conversation I have when people retire. Like, how much do you hate sitting in your house? Like, if 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 you're out there and you have like, like six teenage girls in your house all at the same time. Oh, you're never getting an engine swap done. Subaru motor in the back of your Chevette might be a good idea. Because you're never going to see your family ever again. No, that's into the restore a wooden boat time period <laughs> of I'd never want to see my family ever yeah. again. And I, I love, I, I I love sanding more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see them ever. Oh, 1937 Chris Craft. That seems like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll swap the motor. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're coming back to it. We're going to get more and more in depth. If you have questions, concerns, examples, you think we're wrong, get a hold of us on our social medias. And if you're we're doing a cool this swap, is a, this is a we, bad want, idea. we want pictures. Yeah. Okay. I think that's it for that one. We'll be back. This is a nice that means, whistle wetter. Yeah. You know what that means whistle it's time wetter. for? Just the Oh man, you guys are excited today. This is great. Who couldn't be excited about just it's Christmas season? Excited. I know it's Christmas season. That's why it's gonna be be a quick one. So, uh, what? No, nothing. There are just a tip. It's gonna be a quick one. (laughs) I made that one. That's awesome. Uh, (laughs) I'm funny. There are so many hazards around the holidays. I can't even. Just say all of them. This is just me. A few of them. Uh, you need to watch out for hazards that are that might happen, and you have to be an adult, right? So you have to look out for what might happen. Watch for candles. So don't leave them burning overnight. Watch for the wax might run out. It might get tipped. It could get overfilled. It just watch candles if you're going to do them. Non LED. Okay. I have a candle good. story. Please. My mother, when I was probably in college bought these beautiful Christmassy candles that were like gold and silver. And I don't know what the hell was in the wax. Not meant to be burned, but we blew them out and we left the house because we were leaving. So we made sure to extinguish the candles. 
those things smoldered for the next like four hours. Yeah. And we walked into the house and it was cloudy with smoke. Yeah. And, and especially with, well, I think they're that you could buy decorative ones and like yeah. they're not supposed to be real. Not all candles You're not supposed, are to supposed to be burnt. Absolutely. Right. So candles are like the easy ones. I have some burning behind us. Like they're you watch what you're doing. Make sure you burn them out. Not a, not a joke. Like that's an easy fire hazard. Another easy fire hazard, non led lights. Okay. So some people still like them. They can get hot. If, especially if you have them on your tree, they can sit on. If you're sitting them on all night, uh, they're really just heating the branch of a tree so they can catch fire. Really watch for them. If you like the old school lights, you don't like the new lights, uh, watch them because it's really a serious thing. Um, be careful when you're cooking. So watch your oven, watch your pot holders. Uh, make sure you don't leave them in the oven. I, we may have done this once or twice. So, uh, How just leave the pothole. Like uh, it's on your hand. Something, nah, something, something happened. You we just like, you know, one of those like thin potholders you like put in real quick and like we close the door and then it, I don't ever put I, anything in the oven. I don't I, I would really understand. (laughs) Well, you should help out more often. Apparently. No, this is you were there when this happened. But anyway, um, I didn't put the pothole in the oven. That's for sure. No, 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 you didn't. Somebody else did. Anyway, just watch them. Uh, Also, grease fires really bad. Don't have a grease fire if you're putting something in the oven. Put some, put a pan or something like that. Um, Just watch things you put in the oven, and also just just keep your family safe. So if you have children, um, watch what they're doing what they can get into. Uh, Maybe there's things that you don't realize that are not kid proof, which I am going to have one year old in our house. We have to figure out. I just realized we have a big fire pile over there. I'm not really sure that's kid proof, but uh, hopefully his mother doesn't listen. So um, anyway, the fact of the matter is, is nothing is kid proof. You, you underestimate children. Uh, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Johnny Action Heroes bag of broken glass. <laughs> like, Which is the yeah. best. <laughs> Don't give that to baby. John, Johnny Blades, right? Everybody like Michael Jordan, you know, they shave their head. What? What? It's not me. It's not me. Go ahead, Jeff. I'll know. So, 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 so Barbie takes a knife. What's the problem? Uh, <laughs> I just want to say, shiv. yeah, no. I just want to say that. I, and I, and I, I'm going to back up Chrissy here. You're probably out of your normal routine during the holidays. Your house is probably out of your normal routine. You're cooking something more complex. The rug rats from out of town are in town. You're rushing because you need to get 10,000 things done. That's why holiday accidents happen because it's not normal. Drinking or not, you're just off off kilter, right? You're You're dealing with more hot things. Yeah, and, and you're also things. dealing Thanks. with family. You're looking at somebody else, and you're trying to cook things as well. And you're trying to, um, you know, and and this obviously, hopefully, you're social distancing. You're doing this everything safely. I didn't even add that, but you know, obviously, all the COVID things. But even if you're in within your bubble and you have a couple of people over, you're trying to host. You're trying to look at people and and talk with people, and you're forgetting about other things that you're doing. Um, I'm just as guilty. So you know, just make sure that you're watching what you're doing and uh, be careful. Also, be careful when you're driving to and from, drinking or not drinking. Um, make Preferably sure you stop. Not. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Right. No. 
You made it sound like whether you're drunk or not, be careful right. when you drive. Well, yeah. <laughs> Especially that's, if you're drunk. You need hey, that, to be really careful. That's when good you're consumer drunk. advice right there. Yeah. Oh, crap. We're recording Sorry. this and sending it to your whatever your close one. Don't, don't. Okay. Keep anyway. it between the mustard and the mayonnaise, and you'll be fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. When you're dri- when you're driving, uh, be careful as well because you never know who else is drinking. But my bigger thing is other stop people for- are drunk. Got it. Please stop for stop signs. I am doing a huge intersection awareness campaign with my work, and it is very bad. Watch when you come into an intersection. That's all I gotta say. In New Jersey, I heard the ones with the white outline are only. Like they're optional, sometimes right? they're optional, right? Yeah. Sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just be careful when you're driving. Sorry. Your family's precious. Don't mess it up. Don't be that bad story. Don't be that thing on the news that says, oh, that house burned down or mm-hmm. that accident happened. Don't be that Christmas, guy. Christmas used to be a happy time. Until the accident. Thank you. Mm-hmm. There you go. No, I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm, that's Who's not that even kidding. Like, mm-hmm. stop. Uh, Chrissy, is that, what, is that what you got? That's what I got. This is a good one. Uh, we're all Christmas cranked up, I think. Uh, Christmas hot and crazy. Uh, do we have any clue what we're doing next week? Actually, yes, we no, do. No, we oh. do. Yay! I know. It's crazy. It's the annual goal show. So we're going to talk about how we did on our 2020 goals. Um, been a year. Uh, and then we'll talk about what we want to see in 2021. So I'm going to ask my host, go back and listen to the 2020 goal show. I know it was the, oh, I know it was like seven years ago, you know, cause this but, uh, year has been really normal and nothing yeah. has sidetracked us. <laughs> exactly. Uh, go back and listen to, uh, to, to, to the goals that you guys set for that year. Uh, we'll talk about how we did. And then we're going to talk about what we want to see for ourselves and to our listeners. Go ahead and get a hold of us. Let us know. What are your 2021 goals? What do you want to see for yourself, for your team? Um, we did set a goal of we wanted to win overall this year. Hot damn. <laughs> I think we did that one. We did. All right. You're giving away um, the next show. I know. I'm just kidding. But uh, talk about your goals, your personal goals, your team goals, and we could take some criticism. What would you like to see out of the show? What do you want to see out of your favorite automotive podcast? Uh, what do you want to see us do in 2021? Let us know in our media, uh, text us, email us at everyone.racers, or you know what? Right down there in the doodly-doo. I guess it's my turn, right? Yeah. All right. Let me restart the song. Thanks for downloading us. We hope you enjoyed this week's edition of Everyone Racers. We also hope you'll join us in the world of driving, racing, and building, but not engine swaps. Because everyone can be a racer, even you, but not all of you can swap a motor. Let's be serious. If you enjoyed this podcast, even though I just insulted your mechanical ability, subscribe. It's totally free. Then go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating or whatever platform you have. Even if you hate us, give us five stars and tell us why. If you have a comment, put it down in the doodly-doo right below. Just type right there if you're on the YouTubes. Or if you're listening on your phone, you can go to our Facebook page, everyone.racers. 
uh, or everyone racers or email us at everyone.racers at gmail.com or text mental or just hit them up on the Twitter and start a fight. It's fine. Uh, 484-243-0455. Find us on Instagram or Twitters at everyone.racers. Thanks again. And until next week, don't swap that motor unless you're really sure it's a terrible sucky thing.